0: One for sorrow, two for joy, three for a girl, four for a boy, five for silver, six for gold, seven for a secret never to be told. Still remember the nursery rhyme? It's amazing how magpies could be harbingers of happiness and good luck in one culture, yet a sign of bad luck in others. On the subject of cultures, many are not so different after all since they do manage to agree on one thing with regards to the magpie, that it is a bird associated with luck, and there are myths and legends explaining why. On a typical early spring morning in Beijing, after a long, cold winter, residents happily wake up to the chirping of songbirds in the wee hours. Well, maybe not everybody, not until they know that one of the merry-making noises comes from magpies. Just imagine, outside of the windows, the sun is shining much closer. New leaves are budding, a light but visible shade of green begins to cover trees and lawns. Magnolia flowers are secretly in blossom, days are growing longer, temperatures getting higher. It's the time of year to make all sorts of plans. How would you feel if you were in this place? Believe it or not, Chinese people enjoy seeing the magpie. We love the bird, even though we're now well aware that it's an unmistakable member of the crow family. (gasps) The reason why I put these two birds in contrast with each other is while magpies are believed to bring good luck when greeted, this culture of ours hasn't been a fan of crows, the unlucky relatives of magpies for a long, long time. If you don't live in China and happen to have had an altercation with a magpie, you know, things stolen or being personally attacked by the bird, I know your pain. I've been a target for magpie swooping once and was really scary. Yet, perhaps because of cultural reasons, it has been easier for me to make that choice to forgive the aggressive magpie that swooped at me. It was a huge and strong magpie, by the way, and I did stand a bit close to its nest, as I now recall, in a park of Sydney, Australia. I did try not to go back there in the same outfit the following days, just in case it would remember me, you know. Magpies are really intelligent. But this has been my only experience with an aggressive magpie so far. Hopefully never again, though. In general, I personally would say Chinese magpies are so much nicer. They're just pleasant to the eyes and ears. All they need to do is simply be visible, perch in a tree or fly by you on their way elsewhere, ideally in couples, not minding you at all. And we would feel so lucky. Why? The secret lies in the magpie's Chinese name. jiqué. Chue. Chue. means bird and Xi means happiness and joy. That name counts as a first successful step in the development of its personal brand, right? Now you might ask, but why? Why this name? Well, some believe that the noise or music they make sounds like they're uttering the Chinese words for good things will happen to your household. You get it? Thus, if you hear one magpie saying, then it foretells happiness and good luck. But more probably, the reason why the magpie is an auspicious bird in Chinese culture rests on a famous love story between a human and a heavenly goddess. The male protagonist is a cowherd on earth by the name of Niu Lang, and the female is a weaving maiden Zhih who is the seventh daughter of the Jade Emperor. The Chinese version of Zeus. The two fell in love at first sight, and soon got married against the rules of heaven. Zhinyu was finally called to ascend back to the sky, but her husband followed her. Zhinyu's mother, the queen, became so infuriated that she was determined to separate the two. So she slashed her hairpin, and magically a billowy river was created up in the sky, known today as the Milky Way. But that's not the end of the story yet. Years later, a flock of magpies that were moved by their love and devotion formed a celestial bridge across the Milky Way. And the couple was finally permitted to see each other from across the river once a year on the seventh day of the seventh lunar month. That day is China's own Valentine's Day, made possible thanks to magpies. There are three types of magpies to be found in Beijing, which is a great place for birdwatching, by the way. The black-belled magpie, the azure-winged magpie, and the red-belled blue magpie. The first two types are most common, but no matter which type of magpie, the bird is a symbol of good luck and good fortune. A Chinese saying goes, when the magpie arrives, good fortune will follow. It is considered lucky if a magpie builds its nest near your home. If you're making a major plan in your life and a magpie appears, it's probably sending the message, go for it, you'll make it. It sounds superstitious, but the positive energy you get from it can be real. The magpie is also a popular subject in arts. Its image is used in many artistic creations, such as paper cutouts for window decorations and Chinese paintings. It is also put together with other objects to form a new, pleasing meaning. For example, the image of a magpie, xi, resting on a plum tree, 美, reflects the idiom "xi shang mei shao," which means happiness jumps onto the eyebrows. The Chinese word for plum in the image and the one for eyebrow in the idiom are both pronounced mei. Also, two magpies on the tree at the door forms a picture in the Chinese idiom 双喜林men, meaning two lucky events happen at the same time. Now you may have understood why magpies are seen as auspicious birds by the Chinese. Next time when you see one magpie or more, think about this episode of A Thousand wise. Good luck to you! Good luck to all of us. This is Ningyan. I'll see you soon.